there, welcome back. And if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. I hope you all had a great Labor Day weekend, got some rest, had some fun, stayed cool. I know here in Northern California, it's a little bit toasty, but you know, it's to be expected at summertime. Anyhow, got a couple questions for you. Do you find yourself having very little tolerance for people? Like suddenly you feel like you're surrounded by stupid people and you don't know where they even came from. Or do you find yourself saying things like, if only I had a little more time or people would get out of my way or why can't I just get a break from everything and everyone? Let's talk about that today. But before we get into all of that, allow me to introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray and I'm a mindset coach counselor notably known as the inner critic tamer and I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have survived things perhaps we don't necessarily like to talk about but we know we want to heal from it in order to be better for ourselves because we know ultimately that that benefits our kids and their kids to come. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic that inner childhood conditioning or as I'd like to say undo that crap that happened to you and maybe continues to keep you stuck and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life you were designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about understanding the signs of burnout and ways to reset that. Yep, even those annoying, stupid people that irritate you can be a sign of burnout. So burnout happens gradually, like gaining weight. You suddenly wake up one day and wonder, why do I feel so much heavier, more tired and snappier than yesterday? The short answer to that is, is because burnout is catching up with you and you're feeling it. Just like gaining excess weight, you may not notice signs immediately. But once it takes hold, it can affect your ability to function across all aspects of your life. And before we get into how do I fix it mode, let's first look and identify the key signs of burnout. Forgetfulness and difficulty concentrating. Diminished pride in your work. Losing sight of yourself and your goals or dreams. Difficulty maintaining relationships and being present with loved ones. Frustration and irritability with everyone. Suddenly everyone around you is stupid or dumb or an idiot, right? Unexplained muscle tension, pain, fatigue, and insomnia. Let me just say that burnout knows no boundaries. Whether you're a CEO of a company, a stay-at-home mom, a kid in school, or even a retiree, you are at risk of catching burnout. Yep, you heard me correctly. Even a retiree can catch burnout, but just not in the sense you may be thinking, meaning you might be thinking since they're retired, they're always on the go and are risking catching burnout. And although that can happen, It's more likely to happen to those retirees that get caught up in the trap of boredom, unmotivated to do or go anywhere, or even stuck in the loop of their own life, not being what they thought they would be after retiring. 
This, in my opinion, is a very dangerous form of burnout as it can lead to an awful path of depression, physical ailments, and even dis-ease in the body. Burnout can also have far-reaching impact resulting in negatively affecting your job performance, resulting in making mistakes, calling out more often than usual, and even receiving write-ups. It can keep you from enjoying your hobbies, time with your family and friends, or even relaxing outside of work. It can negatively impact your ability to perform sexually with your partner. And ultimately, increasing your risk of health concerns, including heart disease, type 2 diabetes, depression, and yes, even suicide. Sometimes it can be tough to make changes when you don't know exactly what needs to change. But exploring contributing factors or sources of stress in your life can definitely help. Burnout often relates to job and professional triggers, like the stress of an increasing demanding job. But you could also experience burnout when having a rigorous school schedule, dealing with relationship problems, especially ones that seem to go round and round and round with no resolution. Also caring for a loved one with a serious or chronic health condition. Trying to do too much on your own also creates an ideal environment for burnout to take hold. Let's say you're a single parent with a full-time job trying to take online classes and keep your own child's school demands, managing your household, and maybe even feeling a little guilty because you want some you time. The stress that accompanies each single factor might be manageable on its own, but the combination can easily overwhelm you if you don't take steps to get support. Let me just say from a personal experience, pride is not your friend in this arena. Get support sooner rather than later. Just saying. You might be wondering if at this point, but what can I do to make some immediate changes? And I'm so glad you asked because we're going to talk about that right now. For those of you with a lot of ambition to succeed in your careers, it can be tempting to do it all right now. But this can backfire when you end up with no energy for anything. Instead, try accepting that doing it all isn't realistic and consider chunking things down into bite-sized bits so you can actually see your progress as you go. Being able to see your progress as you go is literally like fuel to keep you fired up. Whereas trying to do it all at once can quickly burn the fuel, leaving you frustrated, exhausted, stressed, and yes, even burned out. For those of you who are overwhelmed with work and personal commitments that still can't bring itself to turn down a request to loved ones, this is considered people-pleasing. And these people-pleasing tendencies often have you taking on too much because you don't want to feel like you're letting anyone down. If you're already running out of hours in your day for the things you absolutely need to do, adding more tasks will only add on more frustration, stress, 
and even resentment. Evaluate your existing commitments and consider canceling or rescheduling some. And if you struggle with doing this, I encourage you to get in touch with me so we can have a conversation about this because the immediate relief you could feel from lightening your load will surprise you. What I've observed is those who get frustrated with others or feel like others are lazy or worthless are people pleasers who don't know how to get off the wheel of trying to make everybody happy. These folks, to the core of who they are, are great people. I just don't believe they know their own greatness because they are too concerned with meeting everyone else's needs. These same beautiful souls, when they are reaching the burnout stage, become the crankiest, judgiest, and harshest people to be around. And the thing is, they aren't even aware of it. Here's the thing. Burnout can be so overwhelming that determining how to address it still seems exhausting and daunting. It's also hard to identify potential solutions when you're feeling completely spent. Sometimes involving a friend, family member, or partner can be helpful to brainstorm possible solutions. But more often than not, it might feel a little too personal and bristly when we hear our friends, family, or partner say that it may be you that's the problem. Let's be honest. No one really wants to hear it's you, right? And certainly not someone who we love dearly. We don't want to hear it from them. It can feel too raw and painful to hear and then maybe even get into an argument. But when we reach outside our circle, even a stranger can say something that resonates in a non-mean way. Now, I'm not advocating that you stop strangers in a grocery store on the street and dive deep into solving burnout concerns, but I am saying it may be worth your mental and emotional wellness to reach out to a professional like myself to talk about it and get some strategies to work through it. In the long run, it puts less stress and emotional stress on you and your loved ones if they aren't required to be your loved one and your coach or counselor. Think about it for a second. You're raising your kid and you're sharing sound wisdom with them that will help them along the course. And they seem to pay no attention or heed to your sharings. Then one day they come home from school, excited to share something new they learned from their teacher. And lo and behold, it's exactly what you've been sharing for years. This same scenario happens with our burnout. Our loved ones could be sharing all kinds of sage wisdom and support, which seems to fall on closed ears. Until that one day when you hear it from outside your circle, then suddenly you have one of those aha moments. You know, the ones that Oprah has. When these great moments come along, they are powerful. But unfortunately, addressing burnout isn't always straightforward. 
However, this doesn't have to mean it will hold you back forever. You may not see an easy road to recovery, but a little exploration may unearth some kind of path. Maybe your boss keeps piling work on, despite your request for help from coworkers or time to finish current projects first. It might be time to start searching for a new job that respects your capabilities, talents, and time. If you feel burned out because of relationship difficulties, a coach counselor can offer support as you take a closer look at your relationship and whether it's serving your best interest or not. Sometimes, just knowing other routes exist can renew hope and help you remember you have power to make changes, even if those changes don't happen overnight. Burnout can make you feel powerless. You might feel as if your life is rushing past you and you just can't keep up. If outside factors contributed to burnout, you might blame these circumstances and have a hard time seeing what you can do to change the situation. You may not have had control over what happened to bring you to this point. But you do have the power to take back control and begin to recharge. And here's some tips for you to try. Prioritize. Some things just have to get done, but others can wait until you have more time and energy. Decide which tasks are less important and set them aside. Delegate. You can't do everything yourself. Period. End of sentence. That's it. So, if you have more tasks than you can do, then, and it requires immediate attention, then you're going to need to pass them off to someone you trust. Whether that's working with other parents at your kid's school to coordinate carpooling or creating a schedule between family members to take care of your aging parent, it's absolutely possible to delegate. It requires you letting go and not controlling everything. Leave work at work. Part of burnout recovery is learning to prioritize work-life balance. After leaving work, focus on relaxing and recharging for the day. For the next day, I mean. <laughs> or the rest of that day. I can tell you since I started working from home, I had to figure out another way of doing this because the commute I used to have was my decompressed time. And with that, not there now, it became a problem. I know many of you can relate to this since COVID changed a lot of work schedules to include working at home. So for me, at the end of my day, I make it a point to leave my house. Whether that's to take a drive somewhere, go to the gym, or even a walk somewhere, it was essential for my mental and emotional wellness to deconnect from work so that when I came back home, I was home in my space 
work was not here anymore, even though I worked from here. There has to be that disconnect that happens. And if this is not something that you've already done, I'm going to encourage you to start doing that today. Don't wait. There's n Life is going to continue rolling on. Life does not wait. It does not pause. So take action today on that. Be firm about your needs. Talk to others involved and let them know what's going on. Explain that you need some support in order to take care of your health and manage your priorities. Which this leads us into setting limits or boundaries on the time you give others. Remember, you only have so many hours in the day to manage your responsibilities and stress and continually sacrificing it for others who may not be managing their own responsibilities and stress cannot continue to be your responsibility. Again, this comes back to that people-pleasing we talked about earlier. Before you agree to help someone or accept an invitation, I encourage the following. Push a pause button. Just like anything else in life, we've created habits that we operate from without even thinking first. And if you're always committing or saying yes without thinking, you're definitely going to want to switch that habit by pushing the pause button and really evaluating if it's possible to commit. Remember, all the overcommitting in the first place is what's driving the burnout bus right now. Take a moment to walk through everything that will be required of you before you agree. Ask yourself if you really have the time, energy, or desire. How often have you said yes to something you really didn't want to do and then got upset or worse sick afterwards? And lastly, consider whether it's actually bringing any value to you. How much will others value if you're really not into it? Or worse, you're too burned out to really do a good job in the first place. Part of setting boundaries is learning to say no. Look, you're not lazy, you're not selfish, you're not mean for deciding for declining a request for your precious time. Be selective about accepting commitments is key to taking care of your mental health and proactively preventing burnout. Reaching a point of burnout can bring up feelings of failure and a loss of purpose or life direction. You might feel as if you can't do anything properly or you'll never achieve your goals. When you reach this point of burnout, You've probably pushed yourself past the point of what most people would realistically consider themselves capable of for some time. Grant yourself the same love, compassion, and support. Remind yourself you don't have to be perfect. Perfect doesn't exist. And it's okay if you need a break. So maybe you can't complete three proposals at once. Who can, really? And so what if you didn't ace that last exam, but still got a decent score? 
in the end, all you can do is your best with the strengths you have. But you'll find it easier to use those strengths when you aren't running on empty. It's vital that you pay attention to your needs. Heck, you would preach it to your best friend, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you remind your best friend of taking care of themselves and getting rest and, you know, having more fun in their life? Of course you would. Show yourself that same grace. Taking charge of your physical and mental health is key to burnout recovery. In an ideal world, reaching the point of burnout would mean you immediately take time off, clear your schedule, and dedicate your days to rest and relaxation. But most people simply don't do that, and they can't do that. If you have bills to pay and kids to take care of, quitting may seem impossible until you have other prospects. If you're caring for a sick family member who has no other relatives, you may not have anyone else to turn to for support. Practicing good self-care can make recharging easier while you try other strategies to reset. I'm going to give you some of those things that you can try right now. Make enough time for restful sleep. Spend time with loved ones, but don't overdo it. Alone time is important too. Try to get physical activity each day. That can be merely taking a walk somewhere. You're not required to suit up and go to the gym or suit up and start swimming, you know, like Michael Phelps or running a triathlon. That's not what that means. You don't even have to join a gym. You could if you wanted to. Grab a friend, grab your kid, dog, whatever, and go for a stroll. Get some physical movement. It's the consistency that counts, not necessarily the distance that you take. Eat nutritious meals and stay hydrated. Try meditation, yoga, or other mindfulness practices for improved relaxation. Remember, what makes you happy? Write that down. Post that on a post-it note on your mirror, your refrigerator, on the dash of your car, whatever, to remind yourself. You need more than ever to remind yourself. Those are little things of fuel for when that burnout here. Severe burnout can drain you and make it hard to remember what you used to enjoy. That's why it's so important to have these things present. Feed your mind. Feed your unconscious mind with the things that you want to feel. It doesn't necessarily mean what's going on in your life. In order to change, you have it starts inside. It doesn't start outside. You may have lost your passion for a career you once loved and feel angry and resentful when you get up to go to work each day. Is there any wonder that more than 50%, probably closer to 75% of people, start having anxiety, stress, insomnia on Sunday over going to that J-O-B on Monday. What? Why? You can get off that burnout train at any time. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing. It, 
make it a transitional thing so it's comfortable. You still manage to meet your responsibilities and debts and all of that, but you start leaning more and more and more into those things that you love, more and more of those things that you believe will benefit others, not just yourself. Rather than staying in a job that you become more resentful of and then start blaming them for you making all the money for them. You're not a victim. Don't be a victim to your own life. Perhaps you no longer care about your favorite hobbies or you've stopped responding to texts from friends because you lack the energy for conversation. You might even feel perpetually irritated and snap at your partner or family without meaning to. To counter these feelings, create a list of the things that bring you joy. It might include things like long walks with your best friend, taking your kid to the park, reading a book in the bathtub, whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be grand. It can be grand, but it can be as simple as that, walking through a rose garden. I don't know. For a guy, maybe it's walking through Home Depot. I don't know. But whatever it is, have those available to remind yourself. Make time for these activities every week and keep this habit up even after you feel more like yourself. Look, we're not looking to get to a finish line or a completion of a project when it comes to your life. You're looking at the long-term agility to live your life with joy, love, peace, kindness, happiness. At least I would think that that's what the majority, if not all human beings would like to do. And that starts with the languaging. That starts with what are you putting into your brain that your brain is processing. Our words are the most powerful thing in the world. Nothing outside of us are words. Confronting burnout, it isn't easy, especially when it's already taken toll on your personal relationships and the quality of life. A therapist, coach, counselor like myself can offer professional guidance by helping you identify causes, explore possible coping methods, and navigate any life challenges contributing to burnout. Look, I know there's many of you listening that may have at one time tried traditional counseling or therapy and, and it served a purpose and got you to a certain point. But then at some point, it just felt like you were going every week and talking about the same thing. And it never felt like it progressed beyond that. So you may be a little hesitant to, to reach out and try to do that again. And I'm going to encourage you, though, to be open-minded and to consider, especially if you're dealing with burnout, stress, anxiety, any of those things, to consider doing that again. Because I can tell you from my own experience of just what I described about counseling, I felt that way as too as well. It definitely got me out of, up further in the hole. So I was, my head was out of the hole in life, if I'm using some kind of metaphor here. 
you know, that I could see, I could see my situation clearer. I could see the results of what had happened and healed from that. But, but then I wasn't feeling like I was getting any viable tools to move me forward. And that's, that's what I wanted when I started my own practice was, yes, yeah, sometimes we have to go back. We have to look at the past. We have to look at some of those things that have happened to us or that. And it's not a matter of we're not blaming anybody for what's happened, anything like that. It's a matter of going and seeing where some of the thoughts, habits, behaviors, and beliefs that we have started, how we clear those, and then how we move forward with real viable, actionable tools that keep you on the trajectory of a thriving life, a life that you want to have as opposed to thinking it's a one day I'll have that in my life or I wonder if I'll ever have that in my life. I call bullshit on all of that. You are deserving of all of that. It just requires you stepping into your life to do that and I can help you to do that. It just takes you getting in touch with me. Look, burnout can provoke feelings of helplessness and can also play a part in feelings of depression. So it's particularly important to talk with somebody who can help you deal with that feeling of hopelessness, have a, you know, that can help you elevate your mood so you can see beyond that. And can help you if you're feeling like you're drowning, that you want to get out of this. Look, this is what I know. If you're having thoughts that beat yourself up, like you're not good enough, you wish you could do this, you wish you could have done better, and if only you had those kinds of thoughts, then I need you to understand right now that you are in an abusive relationship. And you are the abuser. You are the bully if you're having those thoughts. And I need you to let that sink right in there for a minute because you also have the ability to switch that. And I can help you do that. And it requires you, again, as I always say, getting in touch with me. And I'm definitely going to share ways that you can get in touch with me at the end of this episode. Look, resetting yourself after burnout can be a lengthy process. But it was a lengthy process to get you to burnout. Just like at the very beginning of the show when I equated it to gaining weight. You don't gain weight overnight. I know people always say, how come it takes so long to take off, but it doesn't take very long to put on? And I'll tell you the reason that is, is because when you're putting it on, you're not paying attention. But when you're taking it off, you're damn well having to pay attention to shift the behavior, right? So I never want you to be misled and think that a one and done and, you know, here's a quick fix and that's all you have to do. There's plenty of counselors and coaches and therapists out there that will sell you through fear of missing out on this one great secret, this one fantastic tip. And I'm telling you, you have to do the work. That's the bottom line. And I would love to do the work with you. And as we wrap up this session, I want to remind you 
of how much power and influence you have over your child, regardless of their age, and that influence carries on with them throughout their lives. Now, I'm not saying that as a way to beat yourself up more if you've reached burnout, but you have the ability to show them also how they can get themselves out of burnout should they ever get down that road, but maybe you'll also save them from that and give them tools that prevent them from doing that because they watch you do it for yourself. So if we approach the end of summer grumbling about how we dislike all of this and get all burned out and it's just going to be a long drawn out process, we're setting them up for that too. Remember, they may not say a whole lot, but I can assure you, they're watching and they're listening. And you could be giving them a tremendous gift right now by getting your own self out of burnout, getting yourself back on the track of thriving and living a joyful life, a life that you may have once enjoyed, but kind of got a little sidetracked. It's okay. We all do. We just get back on and, and let's do that. And if you could use a little extra support along the way, as always, I encourage you to get in touch with me and here's how you can get in touch with me. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B as in brown. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.